the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll with your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband, Brian, is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian discuss current events from a biblical worldview, so we as believers can influence for good in our culture and in the public square. Here is Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Hello, Biblical Citizens. This is Brian and Kathleen. We are on the road in Central Oregon. We're in Coos Bay, Oregon. Beautiful. We're doing some great outdoor activities here, and we have a wonderful guest today. Her name is Teresa. She is a chronic care nurse here in Coos Bay, and we're very glad to have her on the show. Welcome, Teresa. Good morning. Thanks for having me on today, you guys. I really appreciate it. This is really special for us. We get to visit our relatives, my my dear sister and brother-in-law, we're very close to, who are also very good patriots and active in their their group here, medical, uh, the one that Teresa has founded. What's the name of it again? Coos County for Medical Freedom. Yes. And so we are going to talk to Teresa. Tell, tell us a little bit about your background, about your Christian faith, and how you started this group. Well, my story starts in the state of Illinois. Um, from the time I was a little girl, I knew I was going to be a nurse. I used to watch uh, all the shows about medical things when I was a kid, and so I went straight into nursing school when I got out of high school, and I have worked in a myriad of different uh, nursing specialties, but I did take 12 years off to homeschool my children, so um, I did that for 12 years, and now I've come back into nursing, and um, I am in a critical care setting, and um, yeah, I really love it, but I'm really more uh, shifting my gears now into a holistic health and health educator role. And tell us a little bit about your Christian faith. Were you always a Christian? or? Well, I, from the time I was in second grade, um, my family has been a Christian family. So I was raised up in a household where my dad was an elder of the church, and uh, I was a problem child and almost <laughs> caused him to step down from being an elder. But... Um, I did find my own walk with the Lord, and I have been on a with Him for the last 30 years of my life. So, yeah, He's definitely taking me on a journey that has recently uh, been catapulting me into places I never thought I'd go. Well, and that's true for us, too. We didn't ever thought, think that we would be in, you know, spokespersons for freedom and, and the things that Especially we Especially medical freedom. Well, taken for granted, yeah. Right, right. And, and, and so we're all about informed consent as nurses. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. has been the thing that's bothered me so much <laughs> is that they're going against all the principles of informed consent to force vaccines, to force these procedures. So tell us a little bit about how you got motivated to found the Coosby Group for Medical Freedom and 
you know, you're thinking that that caused you to become an activist. Well, I've always been a believer in medical freedom. I've always been a researcher and a voice for truth. Um, I was actually involved in setting up some community education for vaccines before all this COVID stuff started. Um, But anyway, when the mandates came out here in Oregon on August 4th, that just really lit the fire under me. And I started going to Citizens Restoring Liberty, which is an awesome patriot group uh, here on the coast in Bandon, Oregon. And they kind of gave me the courage to do something about my beliefs. And so I put a post on Facebook and said, hey, I'm going to start standing outside of our local hospital down in the medical district, standing for medical freedom. Anybody that wants to join me, I'll be out there at 6 o'clock in the morning. And uh, people joined me. So that started my journey. We stood out there um, in the medical district for a week holding our signs. I got to be on the news. Um, And then we did all kinds of rallies all the way up through the end of October. And I also got to speak uh, at our state rally for medical freedom. So that was really exciting. Where was that held at? In Salem, at our state capitol. Was that pretty successful? It was a great rally. I heard the feedback was that was one of the biggest rallies we've ever had in the state. So it was and, really and have you come under threat your job for doing these things? Um, you know, right after um, all this started with the mandates, and I was, and I am a huge proponent for education and informed consent. And so I was talking just like we we do at work with coworkers and with patients. And I a complaint was made against me at work that I was creating a hostile environment because I was making people feel chastised who had already chosen to take the injection. I was just telling people that you know, what the facts were that I was able to compile and that there really wasn't anything known about what was in these shots that people were getting and to, um, you know, we need to be careful on what we're putting in our body and make informed decisions. And apparently that offended people. So I was threatened with being suspended with pay, um, but they actually decided not to do that after a while because not a lot of people can are trained to do my job and I don't think they wanted to lose me because we don't have a lot of resources for nurses who have specialties out here on the fringe of the coast. So but. now the COVID vaccine's been out for a little over, I think a bit over a year. Have you, what have you learned about the COVID vaccine now and as of February, 2022 and have, have you changed? Have you become a little more positive or even more negative about it? Talk about that a little bit. Well, my experience with what I saw with our patients, which is kind of um, a captive audience because we see the same patients over and over and over for years, and we know them well, and they do have a lot of pre-existing conditions, which would put them in a high-risk category, so therefore our doctors would be pushing that they need to get the shot or they could very possibly die from COVID. So in uh, March and April, the injections were given at our clinic, which, of course, I would have no part in. I will not and refuse to give this. Uh, But anyway, I have the record here of how the death rates ever since the injections were given have done nothing but soar and continue to go up, up, up. I also started tracking every single person that got injected. I went back through all the notes, and I noted that they were having problems with bleeding, blood clots, severe anemia, heart attacks, brain bleeds, and more. So um, we have had so much death that they've actually taken our clinic and reduced its hours because our patients are depleting so rapidly. 
and yet the physicians and the people in charge don't even connect the They're not. The, the vaccine with the death. I'm just, I'm just looking. I'm just looking at a chart. There's a blue line here, which I wish we had video. That blue line is going steadily upwards over the course of uh, 2021. But the blue line is such a crude way to describe what Teresa is doing in much more um, almost intimate or really powerful terms in terms of what it, I mean, it's terrible, isn't it? To see, to see patients that you're, they have a lot of conditions, they have a lot of pre-existing conditions, but you want to keep them alive, right? And if possible, even get them better. The, yeah, that is the goal. Well, yeah, that's what medicine is all about. <laughs> I mean, I hate to be that radical, but, you know, that, that's, you know. Yeah. it's uh, Well, you know, in, in, my, in my field, um, kidney function is very important, and I actually lost some of my patients. Uh, they had to go to another mode of therapy because they lost all their kidney function rapidly. I had never seen this in all my 14 years of doing my job. I trained patients to um, do a medical procedure at home, and they lost their kidney function so fast. I had to let them go to another mode of therapy, which was devastating for them. Wow. Isn't remdesivir, I don't know if you had experience with patients being treated with remdesivir, but isn't that particularly prone to damage kidney function? Yes, yeah. that is a, a very severe side effect of remdesivir. Um, I have a son who actually works in the IMCU here in the local hospital. He was in the COVID unit. The remdesivir causes acute kidney failure which can lead to the pulmonary edema, which can, you know, put you in that position of them wanting to put you on a ventilator. But aside from that, there's also multiple organ failure that occurs. It's a poison. And yet we don't hear about anything to do with that in the news. We don't hear all the deaths that are going on. We have to dig underneath I think and talk Teresa to actual should be, patients. I think Teresa should be interviewed on, on CNN, about but I won't hold my breath. <laughs> no, probably won't happen. So I want to ask you a little bit, Teresa, we're, we're, we'll get back probably to some more about, about specifically about COVID, but you mentioned and given your background that you've gone in more of, I believe, a naturopathic direction. But I want to ask you, what about other vaccines? What about vaccines that have been around for years and years? Um, we, I know I was, we vaccinated our kids and I used to work in the pharmaceutical industry and I never used to think twice about getting a vaccine recommended by a doctor, but what do, what do you... Well, that's why I really researched it as well at the beginning of the shutdowns and looking into what should be informed consent. It goes to other vaccines as well. And I, and I put it into the book. Uh, Teresa reviewed it, but she was on this trail much farther back uh, than me. So anyway, what, when did you first come in, into this knowledge about it? Well, I was pregnant with my twins who were now almost 18, and I started doing research because I had uh, vaccinated all my other children, uh, which I had uh, three. So I did see the differences uh, with them, with having problems with asthma, with having problems with urinary tract infections, with having problems uh, with skin rashes, and a lot of the other things that go with vaccines. And so when I was pregnant with the twins, I'd, you know, grown a lot and started doing my own research in natural medicine. And I realized that there are many, many, many dangers and risks to vaccines and really no evidence that they prevent the diseases they say they do. Absolutely. 
Well, we're gonna we're we're coming up to the break, Teresa, but we're gonna stay tuned. This is really fascinating. This is right here, folks, in in a in you could say small town America, but it's any town in America. Any town in America right now has these kind of stories. I mean, Coos Bay has a population of about sixteen thousand, and yet look at all the conditions that Teresa is seeing right here in Coos Bay. Can you imagine what it would be? multiplied in Los Angeles or New York, and yet we're not hearing about it in the media. So be right back after the break, folks. Stay tuned. There is more Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Still to come on K-Praise. Welcome back to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Milanakis on K-Praise. Okay, we are back with Teresa, a critical care, I think I said chronic care. It's kind of critical care and chronic chronic. care, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Let's go with critical care and chronic care nurse here in Coos Bay, Oregon, having a discussion about her experiences with the uh, COVID vaccine, and she was just starting to get into, before the break, about your experience, in fact, with your own children with other vaccines. Before we go on to other questions, do you want to talk any more about that about your and have you seen besides your own children have you seen any evidence among other people that some of these more traditional vaccines can also be harmful well yes i i have i've actually talked to plenty of people that i'm friends with or people that i've met who have children who have autism which we know there's an off the charts rise in autism what is it one in 38 now or something like that and they're predicting by 2030 it'll be one in two I mean, that's ridiculous. That's insane. And there's all these sensory disorders that people have that never existed before, all these food allergies. I mean, did you guys have to worry about what you could bring to school for snacks when you had birthdays in grade school? I didn't. I mean, We could it's eat ridiculous. peanuts on the airplane. Right. So, I mean, there's that. There's all these uh, attention disorder issues, all these emotional issues kids are having. I mean, we've got eczema off the charts. It's. And All our medical system is not investigating it. They don't care. They, they, it's gone off the charts. What's the cause of it? Why don't we know the cause of autism? Uh, they won't test it. And so it's just we're seeing these neurological disorders caused by the aluminum, caused by the mercury, caused by these toxic ingredients that are that they don't tell us even that they're in there. I mean, you don't even know all the ingredients that they're in there because they don't even have to list them all mm-hmm. on the ingredient chart. Well, Kathleen, your present, in, in your presentation and, and I believe in your book, in your book, you talk about the huge influence. I don't want to talk about this too long, but the huge influence of the pharmaceutical industry, the industry that I used to proudly be a part of, Whoops. The, the, the huge <laughs> financial, yeah. um, you could say tentacles that the farm, that big pharma has into the medical schools, into newsrooms that a lot of their a lot of their revenues, advertising revenues comes from big pharma. There's the common saying, follow the money. And if you follow the money with the pharmaceutical money, that can give you a lot of hints, I think, as to some of the not so good things that are going on right now. Mm-hmm. But one more question, Teresa. So you, you've got all this information, you're sharing just a tidbit with us right now, but right here in Coos Bay or this area, how do you how do you go about reaching people with this information? Talk, talk about that a little bit. Well, um, you know, I think moving forward that we need to do more community education, especially now since 
all this um, COVID lockdown mandate, all this stuff has kind of lit a fire under me, and I have started Coos County for Medical Freedom. Um, the plan is to mobilize the group, get active, have community events, have community outreach, have community education, do some talks like Kathleen's doing, maybe even ask her if I can use her PowerPoints and, use, and do some um, educational bits. I mean, we just have to start talking. It starts at the ground level. We just need to be having open communication and starting conversations with people and not being afraid to speak the truth. Right. And you educate one person and that person educates another That's person. Right. And it just goes one person at a time. And we, why do we even care? Because we care about life. We, right. We're pro-life. Every life is sacred. So that's how God moves. One person at a time, mm-hmm. you educate them, mm-hmm. they spread out. And, and it's, it's, it's a joy, to do, for instance, to do the workshop that we did last night mm-hmm. in, at the uh, Cafe 101 in Coos Bay. How many people were there? 40, 40 people? There was 50? a nice crowd. About uh, a thousand. No, no. Not, not quite that many. But, but it was a good turnout. Each one of those people can go out and, and educate people. And one thing I think, what do you think about this, Teresa? If doctors really knew that what they were doing was causing harm, or at least potential for great harm, would they, would they keep doing it? And some of them would, as we were discussing, because they wouldn't care because they care about more about their career or their money or their prestige, and they don't want to go buck the CDC system. But some of them would not if they really knew. And so it, maybe it behooves patients that are going to their doctors to, to inform them, like ask them questions. Do you know that th- these facts are true? And that's one reason I did my book is so that people can insist on informed choice from their doctors or whoever's mandating them to have a vaccine. Do you think that's a good way to maybe get some doctors on our side? I think that's a great idea. I do believe that patients, that people need to be empowered to realize that they have a voice and they have a choice and that they do not have to just do what the doctor says. It is a relationship. It's a give and take. I really get upset with the mentality that I see in a lot of the older population, especially, that they just think that, well, the doctor said it, I have to do it. And I'm like, no, that's not true. The doctor can hand you a prescription, but that does not mean you have to fill it. Do you know what it's for? Do you know what the side effects are? Have you asked all the right questions? Why would you put something in your body that you don't even know what it is? Demand education. Yes, and that is one of our big roles as nurses, that we were trained to do education and also to question doctors, be the check on the doctor. They don't always know the right answer. or If they make an error, we're supposed to catch it. And so, yes, we work with patients to to be informed, to teach people what their choices are, what their informed consent should be, what it should look like. We We are the ones that do that a lot. And so I think that nurses can be a key part of this whole Process absolutely. So, Teresa, yeah. what is uh, you want to share? I don't know if you have any actual examples you want to share, but generally, what kind of a reaction do you get from people? You have so much yeah. credibility and knowledge, but what kind of a reaction do you get? Uh, it's probably the whole spectrum, isn't it? You mean when I speak out about what kind of reaction do you get from people that you talk to? Do they say, "Oh, wow, now that I know, I'm not going to do such and such," or do some of them really push back on you? Or some of them can get even angry. Well, I want to hear. Right? I want to hear. 
Well, you know, it kind of depends on who I'm talking to and what my relationship is with them and what level of trust I have with them. I actually have been able to educate a lot of people who have heeded the warnings and have made the decision not to to take part in certain medical uh, procedures, including the current injections um, that they're putting into people um, for COVID. So, um, yes, some people do get angry. Some people do instantly shut down and think you're crazy and you're a conspiracy theorist and you're anti-science. And you know what? That's not true. I don't like the word anti. I don't like the word anti-vaccine, anti-vax, any of that. How about we are pro-informed consent? How about we are pro-education? How about, you know, we are... Vaccine aware. Yes, (laughs) vaccine aware. So, um you know, that's really sad that they have to, to turn everything to the negative like that when it's really coming out of a place of concern for someone's true health. And whenever you're not allowed to ask questions, there's something wrong. Definitely. And Dr. Jim Meehan said, if, if any doctor is coercing you to do anything, there's something wrong. So you need to stop that right now. You know, Teresa, earlier when you mentioned about especially older patients, Sometimes seeing the doctor as this all-knowing, almost omnipotent, you don't dare disagree with the doctor. It reminded me of literally my first day on the job years ago as a pharmaceutical sales rep who knew almost nothing, but I started making my calls on various specialties of doctors, office-based doctors, and I saw within the first two or three doctors how little these doctors knew about the drugs they were prescribing on a regular basis. They literally relied on people like me who were mostly uninformed sales reps who were only, (laughs) I was concerned about getting the sales and I was concerned about sharing with the doctor only the good stuff about my drugs, not the bad stuff. And yet they were listening to me, these graduates of medical school and so on and so on. And I, I learned right there, wow, there's a lot these guys don't know. And they really don't and, know about vaccines. And even less, even less about vaccines. So tell us about the alternatives that people can go to. Uh, they can go to American Frontline Doctors. They're, they're more patient-centered. They can go to the American Association of Physicians and Surgeons. Those are the you know, MDs that at least are more patient-centered. And then what about the naturopaths and, and the natural? Yeah, uh, Um you know, definitely these, these organizations you're talking about are great for what they call the early treatment protocols, and that's, that's definitely got, got a place, and we need that uh, because, obviously, not too many people are even offering that. But, you know, tragic. yes, as a baseline, um, let's just talk about the fact that we need to get back to nature. We need to get back to the foundation of health, which does not come through the end of a needle, nor does it come from a pill, from a, a, a chemical, petrochemical byproduct company called pharmacy, okay? So clean water, clean food, clean living, movement, getting back into nature, social support systems, laughter, learning to manage your stress, exercise, spiritual support systems, all that well-rounded spectrum of things that contribute to us as a whole very complex creation, you know, all these things. I just say, since we're talking to a, a base of uh, believers here, get back to the garden. <laughs> that, is the, that is the basis of health, and that's not hard to figure out. 
eat the rainbow of colors, the full spectrum. Each color represents different powerful compounds for healing and health. So, you know, it's not difficult. Stay away from pesticide-laden organic and non-organic foods. Try to go organic because our foods and water has been poisoned and our air is being poisoned. And wearing a mask that muzzles your ability to breathe is deadly. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad you, you've given us, Teresa, I'm glad you just shared what you just did because that is, I wish you were the head of public health in the United <laughs> States or at least in Oregon yes. because how much have we heard from our public health experts about all of the points that Teresa's mentioned that are well supported by centuries, decades, centuries of Wait, experience. Your body, you're made in and the only thought. thing we hear from our, quote, public health experts is take the jab is such a tragedy. And politically, our long-term goal, I think, should be get the liability back on the vaccine makers, and all, a lot of this would go away. I mean, most of it would go away. So we, we're going to have to say goodbye now, Teresa. I don't know if you want to share a quick parting thought, but it's really been a enjoying an enjoyment having you on today. Yes. It's wonderful to meet you. Yeah. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Uh, my last word of advice is please, please do not – uh, get your information from the mainstream media. Um, please look to alternative sources and do your own research and ask the Lord to guide you. He knows how to take care of your health. Absolutely. Thank Amen. you so much. Till next week, folks. Bye-bye. Join us next Saturday at noon for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis, seek to educate and activate Christians at a grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover another major news happening from the view of the biblical citizen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.